Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and of course, upvote the video itself and comment down below. We're here with Tom Vanderford as a part of our Grove Bowl reaction series this week. It's been all Grove Bowl all the time on the channel. How you doing, Tom? Hey, I'm doing wonderful, man. Getting better every day. Good. That, 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 that's what we want to hear. That is what we want to hear. So, the Grobo, what, what, what were the impressions that stood out to you in the game? Well, first of all, Howard is the real deal. <laughs> I mean, goodness gracious. I, I've heard you comparing to, to Eli before and, and this and that and the other, and I've heard other people talk about him being good. But the first time I laid eyes on him was the Grobo. Mm. And uh, the pass that stuck out in my mind and made me think Eli Manning was when he rolled to his right. He's almost out of bounds. He throws this floater to Knox, hits him right in the hands in the end zone. Mm. And Knox is covered. Yeah. And I'm like, good grief. There was he, two, or, uh, two or three amazing passes in that game. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. All three quarterbacks were good in their own rights. Uh, like I've heard you say recently, the each one of them has something to work on in their game. None of them are the perfect quarterback. But it makes this old Miss fan, this old old Miss fan, happy to see that kind of depth at quarterback. It also makes me happy that I hadn't seen any of them try to try to go into the portal. So that 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 makes me happy. I'm I'm glad I'm glad to see the defense. A lot of people are are, are dogging the defense. He had like three base formations and that was it. It was the mo- it was it was more than vanilla on defense, and I saw some good plays. I saw some good plays from the defensive line. Uh, I saw some good plays from the safeties, and I was concerned about that. Uh, even the long passes that were connected, a lot of them we had good coverage. So when you've got quarterbacks that are that good, it's hard to to do that. Now, one thing I was disappointed in. And I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Jackson Dart fan, but every time he tried to hit number twelve, Marshall over the middle, like on a like on a post route, uh, he would overthrow him. So hopefully they'll get that fixed. Um, I was impressed with with uh, Sanders, but I'm not going to stay on the quarterbacks forever. I thought Michael Trigg looked like a grown man. Mm-hmm. Of course, he looked pretty good last spring too. But that, he he looked like he's bulked up a little bit. You know, he knows this is his money year. This is his third year in college football. If he does a good job, he can go to the league. And you know, I think he's got all the tools to do that. So maybe that's pushing him a lot too. Linebackers, I thought there were three or four solid ones, and that made me happy because I know we're only going to use two for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. I think we're still, I know, and you've said this a, a plethora of times, we're still missing our jack. Now, we've got a couple of kids coming in 
that we that we signed right there towards the end. One of them was the national sack leader in high school. He was a three star. But you can't always count on these recruiting services. I've learned that. Uh, there's a there's a kid at Georgia that's well. There have been many kids at Georgia. Name the last five star quarterback that went to Georgia that was successful at Georgia. Stafford. You can't. Uh, yeah, I, was he a five star? I think th- he was up there. He, he was either a high four yeah. or a five. It, you know, Justin Fields just didn't fit and went to Ohio State and had a great time. They brought Daniels in from USC. He was a five-star. Never really could could do the offense. So, you know, you, you can't ever tell. But getting back to the old Miss Rebels, I was and, – and I know it's just a spring game and the kid will probably never get any good carries – but he's got a good bloodline. His dad played in the NFL for 14 years. But I thought McAfee looked pretty good. The running back. Mm. Uh, of course, we're going to have Reese Cano come in and so on and so forth. And as far as the defense goes, I would caution everybody that saw that spring game and got all up in their business about 52 to 53. Uh, number one, it wasn't that. I think the red team actually got two touchdowns given to them during the game to make it close. But I wouldn't get too worked up about that because it was such a vanilla defense. Uh, And for the most part, I thought the kids did really good considering they'd only had 15 practices in this new defense. But you brought it up, I think, either on a tweet or maybe in a space or something. don't forget, we've got some some pretty good kids coming in that are going to contribute. You know, Suntarian Perkins is going to play. If it was me in the four two five, he would be the Tony Connor type guy. I think in the old four two five that we ran when Freeze was there, I think it was called the Husky, but I'm not sure. I, you know, my mind's going. I'm getting old, but I think Perkins would do great in that Tony Connor role. Um, so there's some immediate help. I mean, he's a dadgum superstar. He's got NFL road all over him. So there's some help on defense and we've got more help coming. And I don't think we're done in the portal either. I think much like, I think it was you that I saw that made a tweet. I completely agree with everybody's upset that we're losing the three, the two safeties and the defensive linemen to the portal. Well, I'm sure they had, a meeting with all these kids afterward and said, right now, here's where you are on the depth chart. And those three guys didn't like what they heard. Yeah, it's it's different times, man. You know, back when I was college age, and even when you were college age, there was no portal. You know, and if you transferred, you'd have to sit out and you'd probably end up at a, you know, at a smaller school anyway, if you even got a scholarship somewhere else. So you just stayed there, toughed it out, tried to work your way up the depth chart. Uh, This is an instant gratification era. So uh, a lot of kids that aren't starting, they're they're wanting to go somewhere else. You know, Uh, Taiwan Malone, I love the kid, but he wasn't a starter. This is his third year on the defensive line. 
He was a top 100 player. He's not getting a lot of baseball playing time, uh, which I have no idea why. I'm not a big baseball fan, but, you know, early in the season, he knocks them out of the park, and I don't know the story there. But he wants to go somewhere else. Hey, more power to him. Michael Katz has reported that um, he's actually left the baseball team now. He went to the portal yesterday and left the baseball team. Yeah. So I I think he was disappointed in how much playing time he was getting on the baseball team. Hmm. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if if the football coaches, and I haven't heard this, this is just just me, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the football coaches said, hey, dude, you know, you, you trying to play two sports is killing you in football. Because usually when you see a two-sport kid, they usually give up the non-scholarship sport to concentrate more on the scholarship sport. And I, you know, that's, that's my, that's my thinking of what possibly could have happened to Malone. Uh, But uh, Sabatini probably just saw himself burying the depth chart. I see him going somewhere like Southern or Memphis or somewhere like that. I think he'd be a good fit. Um, and and the other kid, you know, he he was a he was a sought after kid, so he may go back home to South Florida. He may end up at USF or he may end up at Miami or or whatever the case is. Um, but I'm overall pleased, and I think. We're going to add a few more pieces through the portal. Now, the thing that gets me, I want to talk about this real quick, if you don't mind, because it just irritates the fire out of me. Uh, The Blue Bloods in the SEC made sure that there was a rule that there would be no SEC to SEC transfers after February 1. So, in other words, everybody that enters the portal right now according to the rules that the SEC made, can't go to another SEC school. And you've already got Auburn, you know, trying to get waivers to get some kids. And it's like, no, 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 you guys made the rule. You can't change it just because it doesn't benefit you. You know, uh, but, and I'm sure they're not the only ones. Now, if that was to happen, I'm sure that we would try to get in with some of these kids too that are that are transferring. But as I understand it now, any kid in SEC that hit the portal after spring cannot go to another SEC school. Yep. Yeah. You, you have to so, go into the portal before February 1st, I think. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, that's why we're looking at the linemen from Wyoming. We're, we're looking at some more pieces here and there. Uh Everybody's like, you know, you've got too many receivers. I'd still take the receiver from TCU. I'm sure he's going somewhere else with big money, but I'd take him tomorrow. Yeah. You can never, in offense, you can never have enough good receivers. That's just my opinion. Yeah. And, and of, just to let you know, um, tonight, as we record this, it's like four o'clock in the afternoon on Thursday. Shane Hooks is supposed to commit tonight at about seven. And a lot of people think he's probably going to commit to Ole Miss. So that's something everybody, you know, not keep an eye on, but that's something that could have happened. But that's for your benefit, another wide receiver. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Reel them in. 
Great little man. You know, it's like uh, I've I mentioned it before. I've got a lot of friends that are that are state folks, and some of them know how ate up I am with Ole football, and they try to pick at me from time to time. And they're like talking about us going out in the portal and this and that and the other. And I'm like, guys, all I can tell you is every year he's been here, our roster has been deeper the next year and better. And I said, it's, it, they're, they're, we've never been three deep with the kind of quarterbacks we've got in, in the modern era. That's, that's amazing. You know, we're three deep there. We're three deep at running back. You know, we've got some good receivers. Trig showed out. One thing I noticed, though, and, and I think it was by design, I, they never threw to Priest Corner. Did you notice that? In the no, spring game. I, no, I think that goes to Jackson Dart's struggles in the middle of the field because the other quarterbacks they, and the other team, they were throwing it to it, Trig. Yeah, we, we need to – we need to. He needs to really work on that. I don't know what it is. If he's afraid of coverage, afraid of interceptions, or whatever. But you know, I I read something the other day where they gave him a list of things to work on, and he and he improved in all of them. Well, I, I didn't see that throwing across the middle from him. I don't know why. I don't know what the deal is. But I saw the other two guys throw across the middle. Yeah, so, the pass of the, you know, the pass of the Grove Bowl was by Spencer Sanders to Trigg across the middle. Yeah, hmm. and that combination looked pretty daggum good too. And people got yeah. to remember something about Sanders. I'm not jumping on the Sanders train, but I am saying this: the guy's shoulder was only healthy for just a week or so before the spring game. I mean, he had some rehabbing to do, and this, that, and the other. He looked pretty darn good. So that was that was impressive. I think in the portal, though, they're st- probably still looking for that Jack-type player. They'd probably still take another offensive lineman or a defensive lineman. And with two safeties entering the portal, I'm sure they're going to look at safety, even if it's a depth piece. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that as well. I think offensive linemen and defensive linemen, every portal window is just evergreen at this point. You you, you always need those players. Um yep. but but as far as skill players go, I mean I think we're in pretty good shape offensively. Defensively I I think it might be a little clunky this year. I've I've said that a few times. And, oh I think so. Yeah, because we don't have the fits everywhere. Yeah. We don't have that that true jack. And even if one of the, you know, even if the Florida kid comes in, he's going to be a true freshman, man. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to, you know. So we'll just have to see. I, I do believe that that they're gonna they're gonna work in the portal and get some some help on defense. I, you know, I, I could be wrong, man. They might not do anything. But yeah, I think we'll that, see what happens. Yeah. I know. I know. I I know that if they don't do anything, um, that'll be as much of a sign as that they were. That'll tell you what Lane Kiffin actually thinks about his roster currently and not what yeah. we think about his roster. Exactly, because when it all comes down to it, those guys' jobs are on the line. They're going to get the best product they can because they want to keep those checks coming in. So you got to think about that. Us as fans – 
we can sit back and we can dissect and we can analyze. But when it comes down to it, it's, 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 you know, it's their, their tail that's in, in a bind if this doesn't work. Right. So I, I've just got, I've got, and I may, I may be wrong, man. I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. But I think Pete Goldie and the other people that we've added to the defensive staff are going to make a difference. It might take a couple of games into the season, but they're going to make a difference. They'll flash I'm going to tell you sure. something. I'm going to tell you something. This is what I like. I was watching that spring game. And when um, the guy that's A&M, I can't even think of him now, uh, the defensive coordinator. Durkin? He really – huh? Durkin? Durkin. He really didn't – he really wasn't a player's coach. I mean, he kind of did some things, but he really wasn't. And, uh, and, you know, our other defensive coordinator was always up in the booth. Yeah. What I witnessed during the spring game with Golding is when the defense, the I noticed it with the red defense because I was looking for number 36. But he would get down with, this is a spring game, he gets down with them with the whiteboard and he's, you know, in between series trying to help them. He walked up to Sistrunk and he grabs his head and, and talks to him and smiles and you know, that's, that's, that helps. I'm not saying you have to do great things for the players, but just letting them know you care and letting them know that they feel like you're an important part of the program uh, really, really helps. And I think, I think we're going to be fine when we learn his system. Indeed. And you're right. We need, we need we need we need a couple of more fits, but hey, we'll come. see. Yeah, they'll get here. Yeah, you never know. You never know. He's he's a smart guy. Uh, he may go well. You know, I'm gonna have to make this little wrinkle and this little wrinkle because I don't have these people. But he didn't show any of that in the spring, and he's not going to. No. And he's not going to show it again, Mercer either. You know, yeah, that- but we'll see it. Yeah, if they the offense and everybody's talking about you know the Jackson Dart and the tight end, the Caden prescoring thing, and it's like no, if this team was hiding anything, it was hiding defensively. That's the reason we had three calls. That's the reason Lane Kiffin wanted to do that. He wanted a fifty-three to fifty-two game. He wanted a game yeah. that they could take nothing from, and he got exactly that. I, I think it was a massive success, and Ole Miss fans should be genuinely happy um, after watching oh. it. Hmm? And opposing uh, fans and, and opposing players, some of them in the SEC, were going, well, their defense is horrible just by looking at the 52-53 score, which is, you know, is, is, is really not the case. It was – that game was designed, like you said, to be a high-scoring game. Because mm-hmm. they were looking at they, – they were looking at different things than we were looking at. You know, they've got to put, you know, the best bodies they can on defense on the field next year when we're in the SEC. So they got to figure that out. But I do. I just feel a lot more comfortable with, with Pete Golding as defensive coordinator. 
Me too. So thanks, everybody, for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow, Saturday. Saturday recruiting, John Garcia will be on the show. We'll have an episode of that that will drop at about 6 o'clock Central Saturday morning. And, of course, you can see the Tom standalone um, Sunday as well. So that will be awesome as well. Anyway, Tom, thank you very much for joining us today, and I hope you have a great weekend, buddy. Hey, man, you too. Hotty toddy. Hotty toddy.